0: Double, double, trouble, double, trouble is back.
1: Welcome to the FPL Blues Podcast, another double game week edition. This is going to be a quick episode. Brian and Bucks on the podcast. Mike reporting for duty. Brian, you're coming to us from an active moving site. Tell the listeners what's going on.
0: Oh my God, it's a whirlwind around here. Just have a two bedroom apartment and it's just boxes upon boxes upon bicycles and suitcases and all the rest getting packed up. So we're looking forward to moving out of the busy bay to the beach in Santa Barbara this week. So looks like you're going to have your hands full doing some editing of this pod this week. I'm very excited.
1: Uh, Hopefully you'll be able to have working internet so you can track all the transfer deadline news, which will drop tomorrow, as will this podcast. Brian and I, we are recording Monday, January 30th in the evening here in the States Again, the transfer deadline for the Premier League will close tomorrow at 6. Uh, this window has been much crazier than I think anyone could have expected, specifically for our team, the Chelsea Blues. Wild stuff.
0: I mean, if we can come up with another half a billion to spend overnight, I would not be surprised. This is just big, boley bucks. I can't believe these moves that they're throwing out there. They want to get Enzo. They want to get Jude. They want to get... Every single player that Arsenal wants, it's chaos, Bucks. What do you make of it?
1: Listen, you can't uh, hate on uh, some American private equity financial wizardry. And they are clearly working the spreadsheet. They are working the algorithms. They are squeezing every last ounce of juice out of the debt-free situation at Chelsea. And Bowley has brought... Big bags full of cash. The guy is not shy about splashing the cashy all over Europe. And I think they've signed 11 new players just in the winter transfer window. It's crazy.
0: I mean, what do you think happens in the boardroom when they are evaluating players and looking at their transfer market value and Bully's just like, eh, let's just spend another, like double it. Like, we don't care. Just, I want the players. I want these young guys Give them an extra 30 million. You know, if we get rebuffed once, I'm still going to break the piggy bank and get the extra shekels out to get this player that I want. Um, I mean, I I don't know what to make of it, but some of these players have very little experience, but if we can hit on a few of them, then they'll hopefully recoup their value and be with the Chelsea Blues for a long time. So I guess that's the strategy, even though it just yeah. feels a little bit like throwing darts blindly at the dartboard. Um, but we we need all the help we can get right
1: yeah and i think there has notably become a sense to the chaos and a strategy that has emerged they're going for a lot of young talented players that are very highly rated uh, by international scouts and by their internal scouting team and they're signing them to more baseball length deals 6 7 even 8 year deals this enzo deal that might set Premier League records at $115 million is set to be a seven and a half year commitment. So they're going for young players before they hit their prime, locking them up throughout their prime, and they're able to amortize the contract and even the fee that they're paying um, by paying slightly above ask, which is, uh, again, a, a financial workaround. And that's definitely a loophole that the F.A., is looking into closing potentially this summer. So there's even more urgency and gusto to get the deals done now while the window is open, while the rules are still kind of in flux. And Chelsea are just really well positioned because they purchased the team without debt. Their new ownership is able to come in, spend in a really big way, and might even reset this whole transfer market uh, once we come to summertime.
0: Yeah, it's a interesting competitive advantage to have at the moment compared to other teams when you look at some teams like liverpool for example they've not splashed a lot of cash over the last couple of years they've made some big moves on a few players but just interesting to see chelsea going all in on everyone imaginable so keep your fingers on the mouse refresh the page check out fabrizio romano and then uh the athletics david ornstein those two guys are fantastic so i've been Constantly getting through my workday by refreshing those uh, Twitter pages and seeing what's what and what the new shocking development will be. All right, let's get into the
1: FPL-related content. I know that's why you, our loyal listeners, are here listening to Brian and I go on poetically about the game we love, the Fantasy Premier League. And we are right on the verge of double Game Week 22 And those doubles have now been confirmed due to the midweek cup results. So Leeds and Manchester United will play twice in game week 22. And then Arsenal and Man City play twice in game week 23. So a lot of FPL transfer moves, tinker time is upon us. So Brian and I have you all set with some strategy on how to best use your free transfers, the players we would target and in what order from those two double game weeks. Let's start with 22, Brian. Let's get right into it.
0: Yeah, Manchester United have two home fixtures. So a triple up is essential. You're not going to see very many teams going into this game week without Triple United. And it's really kind of a very small player pool because the likes of Rashford and Shaw are in most teams. You're really only looking at bringing in maybe three players. I think those players are... Bruno Fernandez doubling up in the defense with Martinez or Varane or going rogue and maybe getting Brace Amiro, aka Casemiro, in in your squad. And uh-huh. with Erickson recently in a little walking boot, he probably won't feature in the double. So it's actually a pretty short list, I would say, Bucks. What are you thinking here between these players that are really the top targets for this game week?
1: Yeah, I would also throw in De Gea. I think he's worth a punt, especially if you have an expensive keeper right now like Ederson. Maybe it's worth a short-term punt to De Gea to grab an extra game week and save some cash. And we should just note, Manchester United are playing Palace at home and then Leeds at home. Palace and Leeds are notable teams to play at Old Trafford. Not because of the home cooking advantage, but also because Palace are currently ranked 18th and Leeds are ranked 19th for defensive strength in the Premier League right now. So this probably is the most ideal double game week we're going to get. And Leeds, not as sexy for an FPL perspective, but I totally agree with you, Brian. Triple up on United has to be the first order of business when you're looking at your team and what free transfers you're going to use in 22.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one because most people, when we're looking at defense, will probably already have Shaw. David De Gea, an option. I actually captained him in a double game week last year for a total of 20 points, which is, you know, solid enough. Um, Pretty high floor for these goalkeepers that could make a lot of saves. And their clean sheet odds will be very high versus both these teams, especially because they've kept a lot of clean sheets at home. But elsewhere... I mean, you can't go Anthony, you can't go with a forward from United. So my priority this week is definitely bringing in Bruno Fernandez and making him a double game week hero, hopefully, in in my FPL squad.
1: Yeah, I would say ranking the United triple up, I'd want to have Rashford is clearly number one. He's head and shoulders above the other options. 7.2 million and 50% owned at this point in the season. Already
0: 50%. He's going to, he's going to creep up to 60, 70% by the time the season's over.
1: Yeah. And he's a really strong captaincy as well as potential triple captaincy option this game week. So I think he's number one, I would say Bruno and Shaw are both two a and two B most players don't have Bruno. So I'd say he's probably the priority transfer, but if you're looking to be differential Casemiro, great shout 4.9 million, really easy to fit in. Uh, and I think, We should just jump ahead, maybe. Cancelo being transferred out of the Premier League. We'll definitely talk about that a little later in the podcast. But that means he's an emergency transfer for a lot of managers. I would say an easy swap is to go Cancelo to Lissandro Martinez before double game week 22. And that could be a really easy way to solve the Man United triple up. 4.5 million. He's gotten some goals and some bonus, and he's only 7% owned
0: yeah, I don't hate it. I think for me, just playing FPL, I love having the double game weakers in the in the attack. um just just to you know root for more goals. like it's just gonna be more fun than having a double up in their defense. I wish Delo was fully healthy. then I would be a little bit more apt to go with Delo and Shaw as you know, those fullbacks that could actually get you some assist points. But uh, rooting for clean sheets is is not fun over the course of a, a couple of games. So, I think you should enjoy your team as much as possible and bring in another United attacker for this one. Um, and then pivoting quickly to Leeds, I have Rodrigo in my side. He's a small differential for me this week. Two tough fixtures. He's shown that he can score double digits though. So I'm hoping to get maybe seven or eight points out of him. That would be a pretty good result. Um, and then anything else would be complete upside. So I'm hoping that he'll be a, a key differential but elsewhere Bamford's starting to get healthier so Rodrigo's minutes could be impacted. I don't think Bamford is going to start either, either of these matches yet because he's been injured and on the sidelines for so long they have to ease him back into things. So he's making a lot of consistent sub appearances and has been um, very involved. I think he's had a couple of goals and maybe an assist in his last 3 matches off the pine so somebody to keep um in mind of later in the season. And then I think the only other player would be the Italian Stallion, your guy Nanto.
1: Yeah, Nanto. Uh, I think Nanto is more of a pick if you are trying to do more of like a mini wild card. And I think that's the only reason I would really rate making that transfer. He's 5 million and 1% owned. Bamford 7.2 million and under 1% owned. So these guys are true punts. And Nanto, because he's so cheap and now we learned that Evan Ferguson from Brighton is injured, you know, Ugh, he's kind just of... A knock, I- just a
0: knock, though. Just a knock, I think, right?
1: I hope so. It's not fully confirmed as of yet. But anyway, he's he's the ideal third kind of bench fodder playing striker uh, at 5 million. So if you wanted to maybe squeeze in Bruno for, say, Almiron, and you needed a route to get there, then Nanto makes a lot of sense. However, I think... If you're selling someone like Mitro to get Nanto and you're not making an upgrade elsewhere, I think you just save a transfer, skip Nanto, and we'll go to a guy we're going to talk about very shortly, Niketia, who has the double game week in 23.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think if you are simply in a 3-5-2 where you have a very solid midfield that you don't need to make big upgrades, like some people have like a dead striker, like a Sam Greenwood then it's worth, you know, the 0.7 or 8 million to just go up to, you for a a one week, you know, double game week punt, and then you can just sit on your bench. But uh, I think there are better ways to use your transfers for players that will continue to be point getters in your squad.
1: Yeah. So I think that brings and close to 22. I think safe to say that, Brian, me and you on our transfers, we're going to be targeting some players from this list um, to bring into our sides, knowing that we both already are on Shaw and Rashford. uh, You know, I I think it's safe to say we're both going for Bruno to bring into our sides. And then the question is really, are we going to just regular captain in 22 or do we you know, want to maybe get a little crazy with using a chip, whether it's the triple captain or bench boost in game week 22?
0: Yeah, let's actually just jump right on to the community questions. We have a few, and one of those is from Beg Deep, and he is asking, Bruno or Rashford, do you like the triple captaincy this game week? So what are your thoughts, Bucks? You and I both have the chips available. We skirted the double game week 20 triple captaincy on Holland, so that was eight total points. I think there's a lot of upside with possibly going with somebody like Rashford this week. What do you think here?
1: Yeah, agreed. I think what we've seen from Holland is he has the highest ceiling of any FPL player in the game. And he can go off for an extraordinary haul in any single match, let alone having two matches. The issue is, one, City are going to be in a lot of competition. So they have Champions League coming up. So in a future big double game league, like in 35 or 37, not sure he's going to be playing the full 180 minutes, let alone 150 or 160 minutes. And they have Villa and Arsenal in 23. So if that Arsenal game was, I think, maybe against a different opponent with a slightly lesser defense, Holland would be the obvious triple captain save. And, you know, players who did it in 20, players who save it for 23, they'll be laughing all the way to the bank because he has the ability to get a 17, 18 point haul in any one fixture. So then anything above that is just gravy. But I think from a floor perspective, triple captaining Bruno or Rashford, my choice, I'm going to be triple captaining Rashford, (laughs) but uh, I'm going to be triple captaining Rashford because I think his floor is somewhere around 12 to 15 points. I expect he's going to get one return and at least some bonus in this double game week. And if you get 12 points from your triple captain, I think that's, that's a really good score. I'd be happy with that.
0: Yeah, I think looking at the double game week twenty three for the likes of City, we've actually seen a relatively improved defense for Unai Emery when he is managing the villains, and you know they they held him to a one one draw in the first matchup, which was earlier this year. I think it was a like game week six or seven or something like that, pretty early on in the season. But um, they frustrated City in a big way, so. That, on top of having this really cagey fixture with Arsenal, who are playing with total confidence. And let's let's not uh, forget, Bucks. there's a little unrest in the Manchester City side. And we're seeing Joe Cancelo shipped right out of the Premier League. Like that, like in the blink of an eye, he is now with Bayern. And there's probably just some players that are out of form. Foden is injured, but has been lacking match fitness, confidence, KDB looks like a little off of it, so I'm not seeing a fully, you know, juggernaut type of squad right now at City that would make me feel comfortable with triple captain Holland versus the league leaders in Arsenal.
1: I wouldn't think twice about it. I mean, he has the double fixture, so... Come game week twenty three, I'm going to be captaining him regardless. The question is really the extra triple captaincy responsibility. Yeah, yeah, exactly, so, exactly.
0: That's, I was just focusing on the triple captaincy. Like that's that's those are the reasons it would put me off of that and go with a United player who have two great home fixtures and they want to crack and make the top four this season. So there's no reason to think that Rashford doesn't feature in both of those matches. Agreed, and I think what's
1: Let's let's talk on City. Let's stay on City now and let's just quickly go to double game week 23 because I think any moves you make in 22, you also want to make sure you have an eye on double game week 23 with your moves. So City play twice and Arsenal play twice. The two The two teams at the top of the table will each have a double. So Arsenal play Brentford at home and then play Manchester City at home, whereas Manchester City get Villa at home and then Arsenal away. Safe to say that Arsenal double is slightly easier than the Manchester City double.
0: Slightly. Yeah, I would agree with that. You're going to want to have five players minimum in that double game week. So thinking about the priority transfers in this week also affects what you might put out for a lineup in double game week 23. So Um, I think that's something to definitely keep in mind. We don't know what's going on with the defense. We're really hoping that one of these fullbacks just nails down a spot or some somebody emerges in the defense, but otherwise the attacker from city is pretty expensive. So I think I'm going to have a triple up on arsenal and then two attackers from city. And that's going to be my double game of 23 plan. So what are you thinking, Bucks? Are you about four to six players? What What do you What would you say the sweet spot is?
1: Yeah, I would say five or six. You'd want to have. Um, the concern is that twenty five is going to be a blank game week. I know we're getting a little into the weeds here on this episode, ladies and gentlemen. But this is all the things you need to be considering with our limited amounts of free transfers. Obviously, Brian and I have the luxury of both having two free transfers, but each transfer. You have to really think about it as strategically a minus four. So you use the free ones. They don't cost you anything. But if you bank them, you know, then you could pull off more, more ambitious moves. You could pull a Todd Bowley in the transfer window for FPL, so to speak.
0: While we're in the weeds here, I think it's worth mentioning that blank game week 25 is very, very likely to happen. And the teams involved in that blank will be Newcastle and Manchester United if they continue to advance in the nobody cares about cup. And so in that situation, the teams that they would face are Brentford and Brighton. And so between Newcastle, Man U and Brighton, those are a lot of really quality FPL assets in our sides. So you'll probably bring in and focus on a few double game week players for 22 and 23, and then leading up to 25, you're going to want to shore up your team By no means for blank game weeks do you have to field a full 11. Obviously, it's ideal, but you'd also want to make sure that you keep players like Trippier, like somebody like Rashford, maybe Shaw or another player from these teams, Matoma, that you can safely put on your bench and use your rest of your squad depth to cover that blank game week. But having, you know, having seven or eight players, that could be tough. You know, so I I definitely want to aim for nine to ten players in that um, in that blank game week. And at the very least, maybe even go for 11. And that way you get a little bit of a competitive advantage for somebody who hasn't planned as well as you.
1: Yeah. Really great chat, Brian. Way to uh, explain that for the listener. Let's just go through, let's rank the players we want to have in, in what order for double game week 23. And I think this is very instructive because as you mentioned, a lot of those man United players, are easy sells to potential other players on City or Arsenal because Arsenal players across the board are underpriced. And there are some players like Mares, like Rico Lewis, who all of a sudden might have increased FPL relevance with the departure of Jao Cancelo.
0: Yeah, I think based on the price points, having the triple up, if I could get all three of the Arsenal attackers from Odegaard, Saka, and Nketiah... In my side, that would be ideal. Now, I think what we're going to talk about in a few minutes and a question that we've also seen from a few of our listeners is, you know, what do we do with somebody like Martinelli, who we've all had since the start of the season, built up a lot of value, but he seems to be the one making the, you know, diving and just straight on runs to the touchline and then crossing the ball to the likes of Saka and Odegaard and Ketia for those goals. So we're seeing in Martinelli a little bit more On the peripheral. I think he's still a good option, but I think he would probably be fourth now out of those attackers at Arsenal. So what do you think here? I think that's a question we've actually had from uh, Big Deep as well is stick with Martinelli or move him on.
1: So I think the time to move off Martinelli will be after double game week 23. Uh, Some advanced stats that we love to share when we have them readily available. Martinelli actually leads the entire Premier League right now in penalty area touches. So he's first of all players in the Premier League, ahead of Matoma, her, ahead of Sala, ahead of Haaland. Uh, the guy is really Very making impact. Issue is he's making a lot of hockey assists. So he'll create the run, as you mentioned. He'll pass it to Odegaard or to Saka. And then they lay it off to Niketia or to Saka or Odegaard again. And those guys put it in the back of the net. So Martinelli kind of gets frozen out of the FPL Points, which is what we're playing for. We want those FPL points. Now, Martinelli's ceiling is clearly lower than I think all the other three attackers Niketia, Saka, and Odegaard have all shown more explosiveness from an FPL Hall perspective than Martinelli has. However, you're going to probably have to burn a minus four to bring in that move. And I just think that unless you're going to captain that player, The minus four is going to look a little glaring if Martinelli gets even one return. So I would rank my three Arsenal players in a dream world that I want to have. I want to have Odegaard one, Niketia two, Saka three, and Martinelli a very close fourth. I I don't think there's so much between Saka and Martinelli right now.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people also have a defender from Arsenal, which I think is just fine to hold. Like they have a good chance to maybe clean Brentford and then, you know, they concede against City and you have six to eight points at least from your defender. So I would probably just stick with who you have. Um, Again, taking hits to take out players that already have double game weeks is not the best strategy, but it also depends like long-term. Like I'm looking at moving Martinelli on because I know I want to have somebody like Odegaard for the rest of the season. And so that way, you know, you can make up that hit in the long-term if you're planning on that. So that, that's something to keep in mind of as well. I wouldn't like take out Martinelli, for example, for Rodrigo, who I then would have a double game this week, but not have him for next week. So be uh, be prudent with your transfers and, you kind of, it's just a, it's a tough situation because we have so much value tied in Martinelli and a lot of past FPL points, but those uh, are already in the record book. So we need the, the future points.
1: Yeah. And I think if I was going to rank the assets in order that I'd want to have from City and Arsenal, it would be Holland one, Odegaard two, Niketia three, Marez Saka would be like four and five, very much a toss up. And then Martinelli would be six. Um, I don't think I would want to bet on Pep from any player outside of Holland and Mares, And then KDB is just very expensive. So I'm looking at selling KDB for Bruno. I think that's going to be a very, very popular move in the FPL game. And the issue is then, do you hokey-cokey back to KDB, who's really just getting assists right now at 12.5 million? He's even more expensive than Holland. Or do you stick with... Bruno, who's going to have a second match against Leeds in 23 because, again, they're going to double against them in 22 and get Marez instead for a player like Almiron. So, again, there's machinations and ways that you can go about setting up your midfield and setting up your team, expecting and planning for both the upcoming double game weeks in 22 and 23, while also having an eye on transferring out players that will blank in 25. So I think those Three near-term FPL milestones are all things that us serious FPL managers need to keep an eye on as we make our transfers this window.
0: Yeah, this is the time of the year where you want to follow Ben Krellen on Twitter. He also projects and estimates the blanks that we're going to have. So looking ahead to like game week 28, we're expecting there to be four blanks. And when I say four, there are going to be four matches that are blank. So there's going to be about eight teams that do not play in double game in game week 28. And therefore, again, you just have to keep all of this in mind. So I think another question from Uzi was asking Matomo or Elmeron this game week, or maybe even both. So I think this one's interesting because both of these players will blank in. Both of these players are very, very likely to blank in game week 25, and therefore I'm going to stay away from them at this point in time. They're both so cheap that I could grab them later, and Matoma is obviously absolutely flying. His FA Cup goal to knock out Liverpool at the death was a thing of beauty, and he's just roaring on all cylinders right now, Buck. So I wouldn't fault you if you have him to continue to start him, but don't bring him in this game week.
1: Yeah, I would almost rather have none than both, uh, even though they're both getting great chances and Matoma specifically is in the Hall category almost every weekend, the way he's performing right now at Brighton. Uh, The issue is they're just, if you transfer them in this game week, one, you're burning a transfer that could be made on a double game week player. And two, you're going to have to eventually probably transfer them out. So I'm going to hold off getting any Brighton players into my team until probably my f- next wild card going into the last 10 game weeks of the season where they are set to have a number of doubles. So uh, just word to the wise. Again, we're we're a little all over the place jumping around in what's expected to be two pretty exciting double game weeks with top teams. The things to know are just Man United, Arsenal, City. Those are the three teams you need to be targeting with your free transfers Head yes, and shoulders sir. above the other teams.
0: All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with our transfer plans and captaincy shouts.
1: All right, we're back. Let's start with our concrete plans or as quick dry cement as they could be uh, four days three days before the transfer deadline goes hard. There are Friday fixtures this game week. Fulham travel to play against Chelsea. So there will be a derby to start off double game week 22. Brian, nice. what's your plan?
0: Oh, I'm glad I'll have Kepa in goal as well for that matchup. Uh, TBD on what Mitro's health is like, but hopefully a clean sheet for Chelsea and a nice uh, way to go in with six to nine points into the weekend. Um, yeah, You're so take a, a look at my team. Oh, yeah, I love, love the jinx. Love the jinx, Chelsea, uh, especially hate when you. they're hate playing you. like absolute dog duty every week. Um, okay, so I have two free transfers, and I have a couple holes in my team. Right now, one of those is Mitrovic. He is obviously not healthy, and he's doing his best for the team, but they've kind of run into a little bit of a rough patch. They've lost their last two games on the bounce, so I'm looking to move him actually to necktie um this week and then i'm also looking at making two more moves which include kdb and martinelli out for bruno and odegaard so i know we spoke at nauseam about the likes of martinelli and what to do with him i just want to have odegaard who i think has the second most double digit hauls in the season just behind holland and i think over the next title race run he's going to make up those four points pretty easily so i'm going to have three new friends coming in and that will give me i believe five double game weekers no four double game weekers with a triple up in man u and then i also have rodrigo as a differential in my midfield so that's what i'm planning to do and then i'll have a ton of money in the bank to decide what to do next week i could then go bruno back up to KDB, or I could just move Rodrigo to Mares, which is something I'm definitely eyeing. What about you, Bucks? What are you doing with your two frees? All
1: right. So I also have two free transfers. I have 1.1 million in the bank. One of the moves I'm definitely going to use is going KDB to Bruno with one of my uh, free transfers. Now, I'm very tempted to actually roll the second transfer. But if I don't do that, I would either go Tony to Niketia or Almiron to Odegaard. The reason I think I might wait is because I don't think Almiron at home versus West Ham or Tony at home to Southampton are two terrible matches. I think Tony gets a goal and I think Almiron might get, uh, you know, he could get an assist. It's about time he gets a return. So if I use the transfer, I'd probably get in Niketia or Odegaard, follow what we've said about glow up on Arsenal. But right now, KDB to Bruno is my only move. I'm going to triple captain Rashford and I will have three double game-week players. And then going into 23, I'll have two free transfers again. I'll likely weigh up keeping Rashford at that point and going Almiron to Mares, and maybe even get a little frisky and go either Tony down to Niketia or go for Odegaard in for Martinelli. So that's my thinking right now. I'm definitely going to be attacking Mm. the double game weeks, but uh, right now I'm going to save my second free transfer. Just go Bruno in for KDB. I
0: I think you need to fuck this little uh, Elmiron right out of your team, man. He is blanked in three matches in a row. Obviously, Newcastle are not getting any attacking returns unless Isak is on the field. I just don't like it. I think his time in most people's squads, is done, you should just move him to Odegaard versus Everton and reap the reward. So that's what I would do if I were you. But um, if you're just banking on that, hey, one out of four matches, hopefully make it gets a return. But I think that's another you're staring at another barrel of a blank um, in that one. But up to you, of course. I think it'll be good because we'll have some pretty different squads going into this weekend. And then Captain Seabucks, let's get out of here. What are you thinking? Are you going to pop the triple
1: captain? Triple captain Rashford,
0: baby. I'm on it very interesting very interesting i'm i've i've currently activated mine as well so i'd be riding with you but luckily with the triple captaincy you can toggle it on and off before the deadline so uh, i need to i need to see how it feels and fits uh, on size uh for rashford so best of luck everybody hopefully this was helpful in the future planning we have a lot of fpl coming up we look forward to walking you through every step of the way to hopeful green arrows bucks thanks again Bye.